Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Journey Through Sunship podcast. I am Calvin Calhoun Jr., and today we want to continue with part two of meeting the needs of the godly wife, and we want to talk about being a provider. Let's talk about being a provider, meeting the needs as a provider. Now, for many men, when we hear the word about being a provider, what we have come to understand it traditionally and culturally is that we're to go out, go to work, make the money, bring the money in, give it to the wife, wife meets the need of the children and provide for the groceries and all this other stuff that we talked about in part number one. Now, the problem with that is I told you that being a provider is twofold, okay? Yes, the woman has physical needs. You say for better or for worse, rich or poor, sickness and the health, there's times when she might not be feeling well. You got to meet that need. Okay, there's times when there, there might not be money or whatever in the house. Understandable, go out and work. That's how certain needs are met. But one of the things that God showed me early in ministry and really tested me on this is this. As men, we have to kind of change our mindset of believing that we are the sole provider. We are the sole provider. We're the only provider. Okay, no, listen. Our Heavenly Father is our source. He is Abba. He is Father. He is the source of everything that's needed for what? Life and for godliness, for holiness. He is the source. Now, we as husbands have been put in a place of authority that where we know that we must, we should go out and work with our hands and provide for our family, but also as heads of the household, our responsibility is to do something very unique to provide for the woman that no amount of work can ever provide. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Okay, I'm turning to it really quickly. Ephesians chapter 5. Let's look at verse number 25. It says this. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So we talked about how a woman needs love, needs the eternal love of God displayed through her husband to her. That is the love that she is called to receive from her husband to her. It's an authentic, agape, eternal love. Okay. But watch what he says, that he gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. In other words, husbands, it's our responsibility to help teach and sanctify and cleanse our wives by the water of the word. It is your responsibility to teach your household, that's wife and children, the word of God. Now, let me say something to you. There's a lot of men who are not in that position initially right now because so many, so many of them, their wives are the ones that are more spiritually mature. They're more spiritually discerning. But if we are to be all who God has called us to be, and if we want to strengthen the family household and put it in a position that God can use our house to be an example of the light into the world, then husbands, you have to get on your job. And guess what? You can't be lazy about this aspect of being a provider. You cannot be lazy in this aspect of being a provider because heaven and earth, listen to me, faith comes by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. How are we strengthening the faith of our family, of our wives, of our children, if they don't see it modeled by the word of God? Our wives not only need a physical provision, but they also need spiritual provision. Jesus said this in the wilderness, Matthew chapter 4, confronted by the devil. He says, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Meaning this is that there is a bread in the earth that's for your physical body. Now, the physical body is your housing. Please, I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, you have to grasp this. Because if you keep seeing yourself by the flesh, everything goes out the window after that. There's a physical bread, food, that's for your body, for your physical house. This is your housing that allows you to operate on the earth. But then there is a bread for your actual being. And Jesus said, this bread is the proceeding word of God from the mouth of God. In other words, as a husband, you're to teach your family the word of God. Because that's a form of provision that can last for generations. It can last for generations. Let's see how powerful it is to teach the word of God to our wives and to our children. Everybody turn over to Hebrews chapter 4. Let's see what, what the word can do. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 it says this, let's read. For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, what does the word do? It gives life. That's the word quickening. What else? It's powerful. It's enabling. So guess what? You give life, Zoe life, the God-like life, when you impart the word of God to your wife and to your children. It also says you enable them. You enable them by the grace of God. The word is full of grace and truth. So when you impart that into your wife, your wife is enabled in the things of God that he has purposed for her before the foundations of the world. It says, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. What does that help your wife do? That helps her divide her thoughts and her will and her way versus God's thoughts, God's will and God's way. That's the dividing the soul from the spirit, your will from God's will, your thoughts and your understanding and your interpretation of the word based upon God's wisdom and his revelation that he imparts to you spirit to spirit, not spirit to soul. Okay. This is why the is is so important for the man to impart the word of God to his wife. Remember it says, sanctify and cleanse her by the washing of the water by the word. But look what else it says. And this is so critical. And many women who will hear me say this next part will be like, yep, we see that all the time. Right here it says, dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints of the mirror and is a discerner of the thoughts and intent of the heart. When you impart the word of God, 
to your family, you empower, especially to your wife, you empower her to learn how to discern. See, for a lot of women, and I'm telling you, a lot of women who are more spiritually discerning, they can discern out the wazoo because they're, they're chasing after God. And by the word of God, they can see things that a lot of times that man who might not be in that place can. I'll never forget. I'll never forget before me and my wife got married, we were in a village inn and she was my fiance at the time. We, were, we walked into a village inn, Appalachian Parkway in Tallahassee, Florida, just to be precise. And so we walked in and when we walked in, it just seemed like everybody just stopped and looked at us. I said, babe, do you notice what I just noticed? And she was like, yeah. And so we just kind of ignored everybody looking at us. And we didn't know why they stopped and looked at us. So when we walked in, we sat down and had our, uh, had our breakfast. She, uh, much like I'm looking at you, she was facing me. And she had her hand under the table. I distinctly remember because her hand was now on top of the table. And this man came up to you and said, Sir, um, may I have a word with both of you, in particularly with your wife? Now. Immediately when I heard that, I was like, oh, go ahead. Okay. And he prophetically spoke to us, in particular to her saying, you must watch for your husband because your husband's heart is so, has he has a heart of gold, but then he's got to also know when there are people, though he may mean that they need, they want to do well, uh, or they, they, he, he hopes to see the good in them. He's got to be able to let them go because they're not meaning any good for him. And when we impart the word of God to our wives, guess what? Our wives can watch for areas of our lives that even we can't see. And my wife is a discerner. She is a discerner. Okay. And so it's very important that as, as her husband and as men, when we impart that word, it's an, it, it, the Bible even says, I believe in Hebrews chapter 5, it says, strong meat belongs to them that are full age, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14, but strong meat belongs to them that are full age, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So in other discernment isn't, we have to work that sense out. But that begins with imparting the word of God, the preceding word of God to your life. Okay, so we know that the word is life giving. We know that it enables. We know that it divides our will from God's will, but it also helps us discern the thoughts and intents of the heart. Okay, what is someone's intentions, not just to to you, but also to your husband? See, husbands, that's why we we need that, y'all, because there's times that we're even blinded and our wives can see that someone means no good for us. But if you don't impart the word to her, you think you're the lone wolf and you can see it all. I can promise you, you will be deceived. You will be deceived. There are so many, so many women who can discern so much. But because the man has the definition of headship wrong, he, he says, I'm going to tell you what I see. I'm going to tell you this and that and other. And guess what? You're quietly suppressing God trying to come into the home and show you things that are really wrong, that need to be fixed. And it begins with you as the head. But you silence that voice. You oppress that voice. And you say that's because she should be submissive to you. But yet you're not even providing the word of God to her to help. Let's look at the next scripture. 
Acts chapter 20. Let's look at Acts chapter 20. Turn over to Acts chapter 20. And we're going to look at verse number 32. Because I want you to see what the word of God does when you impart it to your wife. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. And it reads. And now brethren, I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. What is the word able to do? Build us up. As a husband, your job is to impart the word of God to your wife to help build her up, to help her mature. Why? To do what? Build you up and give you an inheritance among all them that are what? Sanctified. All those that are called out. See, that's why I said in part one, the husband's job, because the analogy is Christ and the church, Christ wants to see the church be all that he sees it to be. And it's our responsibility to help our wives be all that God has called them to be. That's our responsibility. That's our responsibility. But let me show you another scripture also. Uh, to those of us who say we're heads of the household. Everybody turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse number 1. Let us read this. Now watch this. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it, that thou mayest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command thee, thou, and thy son, and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, that, and that thy days may be prolonged. Now, who is God talking to? Well, Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that in, in, in diverse times, in sundry times and in diverse manners, that the father spoke, the, the, that God spoke to the fathers by the prophets. In other words, when the prophets spoke, they spoke to the fathers. The fathers were the heads of the households. So God would speak to the fathers by the prophets. And what is he telling the fathers to do? He says, I command you to teach these statutes. Fear the Lord. That begins with you as the husband. You must fear the Lord. You must be submitted to God. You must know the word of God. You can't fulfill that scripture if you don't know anything and if you don't fear the Lord. But you must fear God. Keep all his statutes and commandments and command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son. Look what he says. All the days of thy life. That's our commandment. That's what he tells us to do. He tells us to teach them the commandments and the statutes of God. Which is able, which is the word of God, which is able to build them up and give them an inheritance among those who are sanctified, which is also life-giving, powerful, dividing our will from his will, but also gives us what? Discernment. It helps us to discern not just the thoughts and intents of the heart, but also discern spirits. Because we do live on the earth that's really greatly influenced by our spiritual world. 
But if we just don't, you know, if we think all that it means to be a provider is just to go out, make money and bring it home. That's why the woman becomes unfulfilled in the marriage. That is why she becomes unfulfilled with her life because she is missing a major component of her very being. And that being is the word of God imparted into her spirit. And if you say you're a provider, that's your responsibility. How about this? Let, let's just continue on Deuteronomy and see what those fathers are supposed to do. It says, and thou shalt love, verse number five, and thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thy heart. Let's see what God tells the fathers to do. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, that's what you do, and they shall be as frontless between thy eyes, that is how you think, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. Okay? Now, he says you should teach them duty unto your children. As the husband, guess what? If you're studying that word and you're seeking God for that word, you're also called to what? Wash your wife by the word of the word. Impart that word to her. Poor, I tell you. See, that's what being a real provider is. Because strengthening that relationship with God can change all the physical stuff. Just like that. Because it's the spiritual world. That controls the natural world. And a woman needs the spiritual needs met. You can meet all her physical needs. But in the end, if she is, if she is starving spiritually, it's going to show up in the marriage at some point. It's going to show up in your kids. And you're going to wonder, wait, we go to church all the time. Why is all this still happening? Because we never, ever impart the word of God to help our wife be all that God has created them to be. And let me tell you something. Why would you not? Why would you not? Didn't God create her to be a help me? To help you govern? To help you watch? I mean, it's... it's it's mind-blowing because we have marginalized women so bad to a point that that's why you see this rise of women in the body of Christ. You see this rise of manifested gifts in women because we marginalized them so much. And then when God says, husband, love your wife as Christ loves the church, then the woman is a picture of the church. And if the woman is a picture of the church, then the woman should be able to do all that the church is able to do under the headship and the covering of not only Christ, but also her husband. But when a man is not spiritually discerning, when a man is not spiritually at home, then all of that weight is put on the wives. And we have many strong women right now in the Bible. Many women held families together when the men were spiritually absent. They could have been physically there, but they were spiritually absent. We cannot no longer tolerate this. And God is not blinking and turn no blind eye to that. 
That's why I say this, I say this to many singles. I said, please let God bring the right person for you because your future and your destiny depend upon it. And God is, is molding that man to be the godly man for you from day one. Now, yes, even though an example for me and my wife, we've been married are going on 16 years. And there's been many hills and valleys. Marriages go through that. Marriages will be tested by the fire. Your relationship will be tested. But let me tell you what withstands all the trials and tribulations. The word of God. That's why you got to study. That's why you got to impart it. That's why the word has to become flesh in you as a man. That's why you have to learn how to be vulnerable. That's why you have to learn how to show the agape love to your wife. And when you do that, I can promise you this. You don't have to talk about your headship. She sees the glory of God in your life. She sees the love. She sees the grace of God. And she will understand and know to naturally submit because she sees the blessing in you being a godly husband to her. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Me and my wife, we just have some awesome conversations right now. Now, there are times, you know, a lot of times I'll be teaching on, on a lot of things, but then my wife may say things that are so profound and we just have to pause. I'll never forget this. Um, we were at a, a, a camp um, back in 2015, 2016. Apostle Dana Thompson, God rest his soul. We, um, we were all in Maryland with his household. And uh, it was like a semicircle. And my wife and I were sitting on the opposite end of the circle while he was sitting there with a lot of the fathers of many households there. And then he was going around the circle letting everybody talk about what their, their, um, what their thoughts about the current season and things that were going on. And of course, I don't have no problem telling you what my thoughts and what I've learned in the current season. When he got to my wife, she just paused. And didn't say much. And he said these words to her literally seven years ago. He said, there's a time coming when you will open your mouth and speak. And then the words will come flowing out. And you'll have what needs to be said. And I thought about that. I'm like, hmm. Because I noticed my wife did not speak a lot. Now, we had many spiritual discussions. Many. Many. But when you talk about like a speaking of the word to the house or speaking of prophetically to what is going on. No, not as much. But then all of a sudden God just opened her mouth in this year. And when she spoke, when she spoke, it was so profound. But you know what? It began with that word that was being imparted into her, not only just as her husband, but also it began with her parents. It also began with her pastors at the time, uh, Pastor Kenneth Barrington, Pastor Helena Barrington, God rest her soul. And so it began with all of them imparting and dropping these seeds and, and warning this word. But as her husband, it was my responsibility to con continue to impart the word. And as much as I was being fed, I wanted my family to be fed because I want to strengthen my house. The Bible says this. You can't mark 327. I believe it says you cannot bind the goods of a strong man's house except you bind the strong man. Then you can spoil the goods of his house. In other words, if the devil can bind you as the husband, 
then he can get a free run at the house and spoil the goods of the house. As husbands, we are called to watch over our families. We're called to watch over them. And we're called to have a spiritual eye to see the movement of God, the things that God is imparting into us, but also see the movement of the enemy where he may try to creep in unaware. But guess what? You're not with your children all the time. That's why. Remember when we talked about culturally how the man would leave the house? And that woman would be there, that wife would be there raising those children. Why would you not want to impart the word of God so that your wife can help you watch for the family? But that begins with you understanding of being a provider and providing your wife spiritually with the word of God that's able to build her up and establish her and mature her. That's the part of being a provider that many men miss and when we miss we we literally cause a famine in our homes people are left unfulfilled and they go out searching the world looking for that fulfillment that only the word of god can do so i urge each and every one of you every man who may hear this message it's great yes you're supposed to go out and work and provide for your family in that sense but also be a provider and a nurturer of the word that leads into eternal life. A word that's able to build you up and prepare your house for the time to come. Provide that. Be present and provide this. The word of God. That's able to change lives. That's able to help you watch over your home. Mature your children. Strengthen the relationship of God with those in your house and under your care. And I promise you when you start doing that. You're going to see a change. You're going to see a great change in your family and a strengthening of the family bond. So may God bless you. May God bless your marriage. And husbands, pick up that word and get before God and start learning the word of God that you be able to impart the word of God to those in your house and be a eternal provider unto everyone, especially your wife who needs it just as much as you do. So may God bless you till we meet again on the Journey Through Sonship podcast. We're on part three. We'll talk about protection. I love you all. God bless you.